0: You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy aren't giving away any specific details about their grand offseason plan, but they did start to hint a little bit at what we can expect in the coming weeks and months. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports One. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears, You can like Locked on Bears on Facebook or join the Locked on Bears Facebook group for even more daily Bears talk. On the show today, we will hear from the Bears general manager and head coach as their off season press conference started to set the stage for what's to come in free agency and the draft. We're not going to get any specific details from them, but we kind of got an update on what they feel with the Allen Robinson situation and the direction that appears to be trending. We also will find out a little bit more about what's in store with the quarterback position and how they're going about it. Not necessarily who they're going about it with, but how they're going about, especially with these potential trade situations floating out there and what they're looking for in their next quarterback. And then we'll wrap up with some words on the salary cap situation and future cuts that could be coming for the Chicago Bears and how they're going to handle that in the wake of all the other moving parts at quarterback and the rest of the roster throughout free agency. Of course, with the franchise tag designation window currently open, Allen Robinson was one of the main topics of conversation for the press conference. And there's always this sort of cat and mouse game of trying to pry information out of the Bears' general manager when he very clearly isn't willing to give up much in terms of specific information about the contract negotiations and how things haven't necessarily changed a lot. But I do think Ryan Pace was able to talk around some things in a few ways that help give us at least a little bit more information about where the Bears are coming from and where Allen Robinson's camp is coming from and just where that might lead with the franchise tag deadline looming next week.
1: With Allen Robinson, uh, you know, I know in January you mentioned the franchise tag is an option. Uh, He's been pretty open about the way he feels about that tag. How, if anything, does that impact your decision knowing the way he feels about it?
2: Yeah, you know, I think we got to look at it, um, you know, obviously we have a ton of respect for Allen. And then, you know, we have to do what's best for the Bears too. And so, you know, we consider everything. The league uh, gives us the franchise tag as as an option. You know, that tool is there for a reason. Um, We haven't made a a firm decision on any of that yet, uh, but we know we have that at our disposal. Ryan, are you committed to
0: bringing Allen back for 2021, regardless of what it takes, whether it's a new contract or franchise tag, are you counting on him? Can you ensure that he's going to be on the Bears in 2021?
2: We're, hey, we, we love Allen Robinson. He's a great player for us, Jason. We know that. And not just, not just the player, but the teammate, the professional that he is. Um, again, the franchise tag is an option for us. It doesn't mean we're necessarily going to use that. Uh, but we want to keep our good players, and, and Allen is a good player for us. Are you concerned at all how others on the team,
1: on your roster, might view the situation if it continues to drag on into the spring and the summer?
2: Yeah, you know, Adam, we have a, um, a history, you know, of extending our, our players, as you mentioned, and you know, we usually find a way to make that work. I think the proof's kind of in the pudding with that, and every one of them's different, you know, and every one of them's personal, and that's why you're you're you. are you you i am sensitive, and I hope you guys understand about talking about that in the media. But it's you know, it's a process, and you know, it takes it takes both sides to work through that, and um, and every one of them's unique. And I do like to lean on our history. I think Joey Lane does a great job of working through that and building relationships with those agents. And, you know, Alan uh, has a really good agent um, that we've worked with in the past, and it's it's a process though, and we're kind of we're kind of going through that.
0: Ryan Pace snuck in a quick little, you know, it takes both sides line in there is what I, what I I view as maybe a subtle shot back at Alan Robinson and his representation, and clearly I think this is a decision that comes down to money over anything else, right? I mean, there's there's no question about Robinson's value to the team and whether they want him and whether he wants to be here and whether he's, you know, whatever other concerns you might have. This purely seems to be, all right, what's the dollar amount? And clearly, the Bears seem to be kind of stuck on one dollar amount and Robinson's camp seems to be kind of stuck on another dollar amount. And we all sort of assume at this point, that he's going to get the franchise tag. The way Ryan Pace talks about it, it sounds like that's the direction they're leaning. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network said on Tuesday that he is expecting Allen Robinson to get the franchise tag, but it's not going to make Allen Robinson very happy. And you, you can't help but wonder how this is going to play out from a market standpoint, because you have to think the Bears and Allen Robinson are both kind of looking around at the free agency and what kind of market value Robinson could have and you wonder if the Bears franchise tag him, if then do they wait and see, okay, what kind of a deal does Chris Godwin get on the free agent market? And all of a sudden, does that sort of set what Allen Robinson might get? Or, you know, depending on what Tampa Bay ends up doing with him, you know, Kenny Galladay will be out there and be available as a potential option. There's some other high-quality wide receivers, maybe not quite all up at Alan Robinson's level, but, you know, the, the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster and Corey Davis and Marvin Jones and... To T.Y. Hilton on, on the older side of the spectrum, like there are some quality wide receivers out there. There may be other players that are in line to get contract extensions. And you'd have to think it's probably going to bear out closer to what Allen Robinson's agent is looking at, you know, this more of this 2021, $20, $22 million type number, because every year we see the contract numbers keep going up. And then once you're a couple years into these long-term deals, it starts to look like a better value a little bit later on. So it, it's, a, it always leaves us wondering what the bears are doing, what they're hoping to gain. Are they just trying to save two or $3 million a year? By haggling over, you know, these last, however far apart they might be in these negotiations, or are they just drastically undervaluing Allen Robinson? And I, I don't get the impression that Robinson's looking for $25 million to be far and away the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. So what what's the hang up here? What are we getting stuck on? And are you willing to piss him off? By putting the franchise tag on him and potentially damage that relationship further and whatever consequences could come from that, just to save a couple million dollars here and there, that feels like the direction we're going based on everything we've heard from Ryan Pace and everything we've heard from Allen Robinson. Obviously, the Bears have other financial considerations here, including whatever money they need to save and spend on the quarterback stuff and what they're going to do with potential other salary cap casualties. There's a lot more moving parts here that we'll get into and that we heard from Ryan Pace about next on Locked On Bears. Free agency is going to be a fun time to place some wagers over at BetOnline.ag. Because we've already seen some of the fun with the different quarterbacks that have been traded. And even J.J. Watts, free agent destination. Always the best odds, readily available with our friends at betonline.ag. It's why it's the number one place we trust and the number one place we recommend. Because it's not just football, even in the offseason. You've got basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, soccer, tennis, even martial arts odds, NFL, NFL college football, Canadian football, the European and international basketball leagues, if they're playing the sport, betonline.ag will have some sort of odds for it. So check it out and sign up for a free account today. If you enter our promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ryan Pace started his salary cap cuts yesterday with the release of Buster Screen. And every indication we seem to be getting from him and the rest of the NFL is that we're going to see more of those. And we'll get into some of the different players and possibilities and things like that down the line here a little bit. But I thought Ryan Pace gave a pretty good answer about more generally what we can expect and, and how that may shape the rest of their off season moving forward, including, I think some of these other discussions about Allen Robinson when it comes to salary cap space next season. But then as we'll get into in a little bit the the quarterback position as well,
1: considering the salary cap situation, what's your most honest assessment of your confidence level that both Fuller and Hicks will be on the roster
2: next year? Yeah, without getting into specific players, I think, you know, this is going to be a year mark. You guys know it's going to be about adjusting and we're not the only team in the league dealing with these circumstances. And everyone's prepping for a tighter cap. Um, we have a plan in place with that. Um, it involves different things. I mean, there's different ways for us to create room with our cap, uh, not just releasing players. Um, that's a hard part of the business. We had a difficult decision with Buster uh, yesterday, um, and there'll be some decisions to, to make. I think you're going to see more of that around the league uh, than you've ever seen. Uh, but we're prepared. Um, we, you know, we're expecting a cap uh, to be about 180, um, so we're prepared for that, and, and we'll operate accordingly. What is it with,
0: and I've seen this mostly on Bears' social media, which is why I think Mark Potash asked it, but what is it with everyone being so quick to think Akeem Hicks is just going to be released, like straight up out of, out of just to save money? Like, yes, when you look at his salary cap situation, he's set to cost $12 million this year in the last year of his deal, and only about $1.5 million of that is guaranteed, so you could release him and save $10.5 million instantly. But why would the Bears just straight up release him and not, do a contract extension and a type of renegotiation in that way if you're looking to save that salary cap money you' you're just gonna cut one of the cornerstones of your defense just to save ten and a half million dollars when realistically you could find a way to reduce that salary cap number and keep him around as a part of your team like I get he's thirty two years old but like still or he's going to turn thirty two at some point this off season but like He's so important to this Bears defense, and, like, and this is beside the point here. I mean, the bigger point is more salary cap moves are going to come, but I just I don't get why Akeem Hicks would be that salary cap move other than the contract situation where it sits right now, but that doesn't, to me that doesn't say cut. To me that says extend and restructure. Like, you, you could read between the lines there of how Ryan Pace answered that question where he says, well, I'm not going to get into specific players and say, uh-oh, you know, does that mean— He didn't say no, right? He didn't say, no, we're going to keep Akeem Hicks and Kyle Fuller. So does that mean we're going to cut them? But you can kind of see in this specific case, Ryan Pace isn't going to start going through specific players and say, yes, we're going to keep Fuller. Yes, we're going to keep Hicks because eventually you're going to get to players that he doesn't want to answer. And it isn't so obviously clear whether or not he wants to keep them. So, of course, you're not going to hear much on on that in either direction. But the Bears do have to make some sort of salary cap decisions still to come here beyond just releasing Buster Screen. And it becomes complicated if you start having to, you know, lock up $18 million with Allen Robinson's franchise tag or more if you make a contract extension there. And if you're going to trade for a quarterback or sign a potential quarterback, that's going to take salary cap space that you don't currently have. And it leaves the Bears in kind of a weird situation as far as, like, how long do you wait when you have quarterback options out there like – perhaps Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or some of these other guys that could be available but could not be available, and you, you never know exactly when they're going to become available or when those teams might be willing to make those decisions. You can't just sit with that cap space, and but you also have to be ready to make that cap space. And I think Pace had a, a well-thought-out reasoning behind how he's going to handle that and how the Bears are going to kind of set their own schedule for when they're going to make these certain decisions and certain calendar marks are going to say, all right, at this point we can't keep waiting for player X, Y, or Z. Yeah.
2: I think with any trade, we're always going to have, you know, you know, we can't be reckless. We're always going to have our limits with, with every trade. Um, And that's going to be, you know, individual based on the position in the player you're talking about. Um, Of course. And then I think the timeline, it, it just dictates, you know, you, you obviously have a lot of different things planned out with, with, free agency in the draft. And the last thing you want to do is put yourself or the team in a bad position um, where you get kind of stuck, you know? So I think you have internal timelines uh, that, you know, uh, based on on the calendar year with free agency in the draft and and you operate from that. That's what's so tricky with,
0: again, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and maybe Dak Prescott as we get into that conversation. Well, actually, we're actually going to do a deep dive on Dak Prescott situation with the Cowboys and, and why a trade possibility there is maybe more likely than you might think. That'll be on tomorrow's podcast with Marcus Mosher from Lockdown Cowboys, but it's, it's a tough spot for a team like the Bears to be in. If the Texans continue to say no for a while and you know the Seahawks continue to say no, and for now the Cowboys and Prescott are not really in that trade conversation just yet, you're going to lose those trade partners by the time the offseason keeps going. Like The Bears have to make other decisions, and they can't just sit around and say, all right, we're going to leave all this cap space available for a potential quarterback on the chance that that quarterback may become available and on the chance that then that team would pick us as that trade destination. I mean, you just have to move on at some point and have to come up with alternate plans, and you can't always stay flexible enough to make big blockbuster trades at any given time. So I think the Bears have the right realistic approach to it to to be exploring that and to figure out their possibilities and what, when and where they might be able to fit that in, but to understand when it's just not realistic for them to be that flexible and that available and that they have to just be prepared for the other alternatives that might not be as splashy or as exciting, but just are more realistic and the safer way of building a team. You can't be reckless, like he said, and you can't put yourself out there only to be left hanging without a better quarterback option. It's, it's kind of a weird spot that with the different timing of, you know, Alan Robinson and some of these salary cap cuts and some of these quarterback trades that can't technically become official until the new league year starts and some different dynamics that all go into that. But I think the main takeaway here is that salary cap cuts are coming and maybe bigger name players than we're expecting, but I just can't envision Akeem Hicks being one of them. Realistically, it's going to take some of these bigger salary cap cuts to make room for pretty much any quarterback, other than a rookie, that they're going to bring in this offseason. And it sounds like Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have a plan and have a vision, and we didn't get all the details on how that's going to work moving forward, but I think we got a sense of... What they're looking for and how they're going about it. And we'll piece together the quarterback plan as best we can next on Locked On Bears. I'm really excited because later this month, we're going to be putting together a March Madness bracket of built bar flavors. And I am so here for it because all of us at the Locked On Podcast Network. We talk about Built Bars behind the scenes a lot more than you might actually realize because we actually like these products so much. We all eat them. We all can't get enough of them. And there are 18 amazing flavors. And we debate a lot about which flavors are the best. So we're going to actually put it to the test, put it to a bracket and figure that out. We'll have more details on that coming throughout the month of March. But I'm excited for it because I'm going to be pounding the table for caramel brownie, cookies and cream, Coconut, of course, is always delicious. And when they have the cookie dough chocolate chunk built bars available, that's the number one seed for me, hands down. Because they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. But they all have great macronutrients for you. They're loaded up with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. They taste so good, and yet they're so good for you. It's kind of hard to believe, but you just have to taste it for yourself. Go to builtbar.com and enter our promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BiltBar.com. Matt Nagy mentioned one specific quarterback option by name during his press conference appearance yesterday. And it's the name he just can't stop talking about. And I guess, I, I, don't, I think he's allowed to mention the quarterback by name because he wasn't specifically talking about acquiring that quarterback. But man, it's, it's definitely towing the line of tampering. And it's a line that Matt Nagy has towed quite a bit. Because when you start talking about the different quarterback options, you know, there's a lot of them. And we've we've gone through quite a few of them on an in-depth deep dive. Last week, we talked to Mark Schofield from Touchdown Wire to really kind of parse them all out and figure out, you know, how many are actually upgrades over Nick Foles and how many are just more lateral moves. And Matt Nagy spoke to that a little bit as far as what he sees out of the general pool of options as opposed to getting into too many specifics. But... It's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic here. Of course, financially is, is one of the challenges there, but also the different ranges of outcomes of how consistent some of these guys are and how, what, what quality of quarterback are you going to get out of them based on the quality of surrounding talent you also work on this offseason in Chicago. And of course, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were all quick to include, you know, it could be the same quarterbacks we had last year. It could be Mitch, it could be Nick, it could be a rookie, Could be a free agent, could be a trade. They're still leaving any and all options on the table. But listen for the one name Matt Nagy can't stop including. I I understand you can't give me names of quarterbacks, and I get why. I know you're not trying to be difficult. um, Mm -hmm. You get the competitive advantage part. But if you could have your pick of the quarterback to run the scheme that you hope to run when you came to Chicago, what would be the three most important traits you'd be looking for? Um, and, and and relative to that, not having a combine or in person visits, how much is that going to handicap you in, in discovering those traits?
1: Sure. So here's what I would say, and this is where when I first got hired, Hub, you come into this thing, and um, you know, obviously Mitchell being our our young quarterback that's coming in, learning the system, uh, being able to give you the dual threat that can run, uh, but but can also has the arm and the ability to make every throw in the playbook, which he does. And, and so you start off there and you say that, but then as you go through it, right. And you start to see where your team is at uh, with your players and their, their strengths that they have and how it fits. Now you start kind of tweaking your offense a little bit to turn it into the Chicago bears offense. Right. And, and not necessarily the Kansas city offense. There's stuff that we like um, from that offense that, that we brought here. There's stuff we've gotten away from there's stuff. We've added it as far as this year in 2020. Um, But that, that would be one part is, is do you have versatility and being able to to you don't have to be running all over the field but but have some some movement great if you don't we'll work around that the other part I'd say is decision making every quarterback coach in, in the in the world will tell you that uh, it's when you make those decisions I think situational football y'all have heard me say it over and over is important with decision making and and then having the leadership skills and and when I when I say that, Uh, every quarterback leads in different ways. I I was around a guy with Alex Smith who was that happy medium where he wasn't a yeller and screamer at the guys, um, but he wasn't quiet. He was right down the middle. And every guy has kind of their own ways that they do it, but they all lead in a certain way, and they multiply the players around them. And so I'd say leadership, uh, decision-making, and if you have some versatility uh, as a quarterback with your legs, great. If you don't, no problem. We can work around it.
2: You said there's a lot of ways it could go, referring to the quarterback situation. So what I'm curious is how many ways are there that you'll be confident with? Like how many options are there that you can point at right now today and say, you know what, I'm good with that. So
1: what I would say to you, Brad, is on that is that there's there's several, and um, we we can't can't get into that right now, but. Uh, there's there's a there's a lot of different um you know what what ifs and there's a lot of different okay here we are this is where we're at and if it's if it's x y you know quarterback x y or z including the guys that we discussed with Mitchell and and Nick w- what do we do to 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 get this thing better cuz in the end we got to score more points and we got to score more touchdowns regardless of of anything and And it's not just one position. It's not, it's, it's everywhere. And we feel like with some of the younger guys that we drafted, um, this past year and previous years, guys are really jumping into their specific roles and they can help multiply that quarterback position. They can help out. And, and so, uh, without getting into the directions of every one of them, uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, do we have a, a plan? Will we have a plan? Could things change? Absolutely. Without a doubt, things could change. And then we got to make sure from the coaching standpoint, right? Myself, Bill Laser, Flip. We got to make sure offensively that we're always communicating with Ryan so that he understands where we're at and, and how how it's a fit or not a fit.
0: So like I said, we're not going to get specific quarterback details except for Alex Smith for some reason. I mean, Matt Nagy loves Alex Smith. He actually went on to talk about Alex Smith a bit more in another answer, he was kind of more specifically asked about quarterbacks that have played for him in the past and how you evaluate them, and he went on to talk about Alex Smith. Like, the Alex Smith connection thing is not going to die down. I'm not saying that definitely means it's going to happen, but the news keeps coming out that Washington is expected to part ways with him, and you can kind of connect some of the dots there. But I think the takeaway that came on most strongly for me was the question about you know How many of these options can you feel good with it? And the fact that there are several, I think, tells you something about where the Bears feel like this quarterback situation is. And the fact that Foles and Trubisky could be included in that group of several, I think, gives you the idea of more of what we can expect this season, or this offseason. It's not as though this team is desperately locked into getting a massive quarterback upgrade. Of course, that's what they want. That's what every team wants. That's what you should want for the team. But I think they're approaching this from a much wider net being cast that, realistically, they're not going to get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or probably Dak Prescott. Realistically, they're much more in this... Alex Smith, Nick Foles, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitch Trubisky, Cam Newton, maybe Jameis Winston type conversation. I mean, you can start to expand it a little bit if you if Sam Darnold in there, or maybe, you know, a Gardner Minshew. I mean, things like that, but none of these quarterbacks that are like clear-cut franchise investing level quarterbacks. And so I think. That's where we should try and temper our expectations a little bit and guide ourselves more in that direction and brace for veteran quarterback plus rookie quarterback is is your depth chart and which veteran quarterback and, and how early a rookie quarterback, if, if at all. I mean, it's not a guarantee there. It might not be a first round pick. It might be a fifth round pick. But that's kind of the direction everything seems to be trending toward in part because of how they talk about the quarterback options there in part because of salary cap considerations and how much work they have to do to continue to build around quarterbacks. And some of the discussion Ryan Pace had about the timeline of quarterback trades and all those different things, it all kind of adds up to the Bears taking their time, feeling pretty good about a lot of different options and ultimately ending up with something that doesn't feel like drastically different than what we saw from 2021 in terms of the level of talent at the quarterback spot and it again being reliant on improving more around the quarterback in terms of offensive line talent, wide receiver talent, and coaching and how the running game is going to come together and all of those different things to try and piece together as best of a Bears offense as you can get with some very real limitations at quarterback that we need to accept going in. It's not sexy, it's not even as exciting as you might want it to be, but that's what we're trying to brace for. I'm trying to get realistic and look at what is most likely and what could be coming this offseason, I think that's what we should all set our expectations for. Doesn't mean there's zero chance of even bigger and better happening. I think it's definitely on the table, and some of them are more on the table than than others. I think Watson remains very low on the list, but I, I think... This Dak Prescott one is particularly interesting to me. It's one that hasn't gotten talked about a lot, and we're going to go in-depth on tomorrow's podcast with Marcus Mosher from On Cowboys, breaking down the franchise tag situation with Prescott, if that's going to happen, and if it does happen, what that means for a potential trade, a potential future contract, a potential future in Dallas, and the Cowboys may just draft a quarterback anyway and open that up for further discussions. Again, I'm not saying Prescott's going to happen, but it's one that we should keep on the table, much like we're keeping Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson on the table. That'll be on tomorrow's podcast. We'll also get into Jameis Winston's situation with Ross Jackson from Lockdown Saints. That'll be coming a little bit later this week as well. So a lot more Bears quarterback talk coming your way. I hope you'll subscribe to Lockdown Bears to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. I'm probably about a day or two away from fully shaking the remaining congestion you can hear in the head cold. It's not quite as clear, not quite as crisp of a sounding podcast, but I appreciate you listening anyway. Appreciate you powering through. I'm powering through to still bring you that Bears talk and to at least make it a little bit easier to bear down.